This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts from across the world. And I'm delighted to say today it is Craig Earlham in London. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. We started the week with, as far as the markets were concerned, nothing to write home about. How are we on Tuesday? Yeah, we're a little bit lower today. Uh, we did start the week quite slowly, um, but that's generally almost to be expected in a week like this week. Uh, we've we've got a, an enormous amount of massive earnings. Um, you've got to remember the massive tech names reporting this week, Alphabet, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, uh, Microsoft, all reporting uh, across the course of this week. I mean, that's a massive thing as far as these equity markets are concerned, especially when we saw such a strong bounce back uh, in the markets last week, driven by these earnings, by the expectations of a strong second quarter. So when you've got so many earnings in the course of the middle of the week, then that can sometimes just... Um, take some of the edge off the markets on a Monday and it seems that Monday is always just that day that there isn't an enormous uh, amount going on and then on top of that we've got the Fed on Wednesday and again people are looking for taper clues the US economies bounce back strongly we're seeing these higher inflation numbers and even if they are transitory you there are, uh, there, are, there, are there is an expectation that we are going to see the Fed start to taper some of that emergency era stimulus um, that it launched last year in order to deal with the pandemic, that we are going to start to see that tapered maybe later this year, early next. And so this is the time when we're really looking for those big hints as to when that will, uh, when that will be, uh, and and to what uh, 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 and how fast they're going to do it, um, how urgent they're going to feel the need is to uh, to tie, to pull some of that stimulus back. So when you've got such major events in the, over the course of the week, then it's not unusual to see a bit of a slow start to the week we're seeing a little bit more negativity today but like i say broadly speaking we saw a strong bounce back rally last week after that monday hit so um i don't think there's necessarily too much to read into this um we had tesla kicking off the major earnings yesterday and we saw some strong results there, um, beating um, beating even the most optimistic of uh, analyst expectations, really, um, the company. So we, we've got things off to a strong start, really continuing that pattern uh, that we saw last week. Um, but even Tesla pre, pre-market's only up around 1%. So clearly there is that caution that's still uh, uh, hanging over these markets going into what is going to be a massive 48 hours. So you mentioned the Fed on Wednesday. As far as the earnings are concerned, which ones are you most interested in in the next couple of days or so? Oh, like I say, it's it's the the big fang stocks. Um, we, so you got Facebook, got Amazon, Alphabet, uh, Microsoft, um, and uh, and I think like all of these, uh, they're just the, the the biggest tech names. So it's no surprise that this is what people are, are really eyeing up this week. There's a, a a huge amount of earnings this week, but they're the ones that, like I say, the the, the massive names, the, the 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 big tech names, the, the they're the ones that people are going to be paying closest attention. Uh, too and like so because because we've seen such a strong start to earning season um and i think i think we're at around 87 percent um of of those reported so far have beat analyst expectations that that shows what kind of earning season we're in for and we've got to remember that we're talking about a second quarter this year which was a strong quarter and you're seeing it uh, you're, you're seeing comparative with second quarter of last year which was quite the opposite that was lockdown territory that was that major shock to the financial uh to the to the the economic system as it were and um so you are seeing these massive numbers uh that were coming out and i guess that makes uh, analyst jobs all the more all the more difficult and that's 
probably why we're seeing such a significant beat. And when you're talking about these these massive tech names, um, then the, then the, the potential for for big upside surprises and always downside surprise as well. But the potential for big surprises either way is uh, always quite significant, and that's probably why we're seeing that. Like I say, that little bit of caution just to kick off the week. What about shares in Chinese companies, Craig? Uh, those listed in the United States have seen their biggest two-day fall since the financial crisis in 2008. What is behind these enormous falls? So this is a, a regulatory crackdown uh, right from the top uh, in China. And I mean, I think there's always um there's always uh, kind of maybe a suspicion that you could see um the the administration kind of leaning on certain companies or on certain uh, sectors but what we've actually seen since the start of this week i mean we've we've seen them go after tech already um but uh, the, the 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 announcements on the education sector uh, this week has caught people by surprise uh, to a large extent and the the sweeping uh, regulatory changes are, are quite severe uh, and and it really goes to show that the that the that the regime is not interested in 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 investors with regards to this the 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 the, the idea that they blame um they blame private investors effectively for uh, rising inequality and um, high cost burdens on parents etc uh, this just goes to show that they are not um, in any way shape or form against making massive changes that completely obliterate some of these stock prices and valuations and the issue that this now breeds for other investors is well they've come after tech they've come after education um where's next well clearly there's no one there's no one no, no company that no investor that's off limits so where, where are they going to go after next and that's really weighing very heavily uh, on many of these chinese stocks at the moment okay meanwhile the price of cryptocurrencies surged on Monday. And that was after this uh, news regarding retailer Amazon, which revealed it was hiring an expert in the field. It advertised for what they called a digital currency and blockchain product lead to look at how Amazon's customers pay. And actually, this had a huge effect on the market. I think it was 20% up at, uh, at one point, Bitcoin. Um, it's amazing, isn't it, that uh, just a a job ad by Amazon can create such a rise in the price of Bitcoin. So I guess this kind of speaks to the two things. One is um, it is Amazon. Uh, Amazon the, is just um, an enormous behemoth retailer. So if they were to announce that they are accepting Bitcoin, um, I don't think the actual the use of it. Uh, and I, I said this with Tesla, and um, and it still applies. I don't think the use of it would be that dramatic because who's spending? Um, Bitcoin um, on ordinary goods, and maybe that that famous pizza story is continuing to haunt, um, and, and people don't want to be the kind of next pizza story. Uh, but uh, the the idea that Amazon could accept Bitcoin is obviously um, a massive thing in terms of acceptance, uh, in terms of um, what it means for the entire industry, the entire ecosystem. The flip side to that is it doesn't actually necessarily mean that that's what's going to happen or that they have that intention anytime soon. Um, it, it also, I think it's I think it's indicative uh, or also of where the market is kind of at at that point. And um, I think with, with these stories, these stories seem to come out, um, especially these really good news stories that seem very small but seem to have an outsized impact, always seem to come out just about the right time. I think 
This is far more a case of the market had already started to turn um, after Elon Musk uh, spoke last week um, and declared this kind of holding of uh, Bitcoin and uh, ETH, uh, Ethereum and, uh, and and Dogecoin and uh, and also um, suggested that Tesla could potentially accept it again in the, uh, Bitcoin again in the future after the U-turn that we saw earlier this year. The market had started to turn. It had gone past 32,000. And this story then just kind of grabbed people's imaginations because it's kind of, it doesn't really say anything about what their actual intentions are. So that means it's left to people's imagination to determine what exactly that means. Uh, and we see that in all its glory. And we also see that when Amazon come out and say, no, this doesn't actually mean that we're going to start accepting Bitcoin, uh, especially this year. Um, then we only we, it gives back um, a few thousand dollars today. It doesn't give back the whole chunk. So again, it, I think this says a lot about what the kind of sentiment, the change in sentiment that we've seen over the course of the last week in Bitcoin is. At one point, it's a risk of breaking thirty thousand, potentially iron up twenty thousand. Elon Musk puts a, a, a Tesla um, support underneath uh, the price at that point, and all of a sudden. Uh, everything is great again. I think the other thing I'd say with the Amazon story is, I mean, we know that Amazon is huge. We know that Amazon, um, that they do a lot of different things. If they're going into in, into cryptocurrency at any point in the coming years, I think it probably, uh, in, in my view, it, it, it's, it's it means that we're going to see an Amazon coin. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to start accepting Bitcoin. Um, and that's, that's the type of route they go down. But like I say, um, let's not get in the way of a, of a good story. And it, the, when you see rallies like this, then it's just a sign that imaginations are just running wild. What about the UK? Some much better news as far as the pandemic is concerned. COVID infections surprisingly going down by quite some distance. Uh, we had some predictions a couple of weeks ago that daily rates would rise up to about 100,000 a day. But that actually has proven to be very, very far away from the correct number. We're down to below 30,000. And the UK government is said to be considering loosening travel restrictions for travellers from the EU and the US, with um, one senior airport executive confident that ministers would broaden quarantine exemptions imminently. So this is good news for travel and tourism, that particular sector. Uh, good news as well, more generally, more broadly, for where we're going with this pandemic at the moment, because there were some dune merchants uh, around. Yes, we've still got to see what the effect of the 19th of July reopening in the UK is going to be, but so far so good. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it is a promising sign. Um, I guess what we've got to kind of uh, see is we've got to see this data over a long period of time before we become too optimistic. The thing I'm really encouraged by is the fact that the fatality total is still uh, very, very low, even despite the surge that we saw in positive tests and even um, patients being admitted. The, it, that is slowly rising at a, uh, and it's doing so at a much lesser rate than, than the positive test rate, but at a much um, greater rate than the uh, the fatality rate. So that shows that, 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 shows that we are making... Uh, huge progress here, and I think the fatality rate is always going to be the one that's going to be the the real um, the real kicker in terms of what changes in terms of restrictions, uh, etc. Um, I guess one thing you've got to look at as well is the testing side of things. Fewer people have tested positive, but there's also been fewer tests conducted. Um, so we've got to wonder how how much of this is a case of fewer asymptomatic people uh, being um, being caught by the the the, the 
testing the level of testing that we were seeing like i say i mean i mean you can always look at this and pick the data apart in whichever way you want i think what we all want to see is we want to see we've seen what it's about seven seven five six seven days of this these numbers decreasing here in the uk we want to see a lot more of that and if we can see these numbers coming down while restrictions have been fully lifted and we've got high vaccine take up uh, then that has to be a good thing and potentially could be a model that other countries start to follow we said last week that was a massive gamble that boris johnson took in completely lifting restrictions um, at a time when cases were surging and if we continue to see this trend that we're seeing currently uh, if we continue, if we continue to see this now over the next week or two, even after everything that we've seen over the last couple of weeks, then it will start to look like um, it, it was a, it was, it will start to look like a, a, a good decision. But I think we need to see a lot more data first. They say it takes about uh, ten to fourteen days to see what the effect of the reopening on the nineteenth of July will be. But uh, these numbers, as I said, um, have you know given us some cause for optimism and has had. An effect on sterling as well, which has risen. Uh, is that mainly the reason sterling's risen because of that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we've seen a, a slightly softer dollar uh, generally, so I think that that plays into it as well. And I mean, sterling, it's not risen overly considerably. I mean, we are just we've gone from just below one thirty six to about one thirty seven and a half. Um, so I do think I do think it is uh, a. Uh, factor within that alongside the fact that we have seen a bit of a softer dollar a little bit more risk appetite in these markets as well um so yeah i think i think that is uh, uh, potentially a contributor but obviously if we continue to see these numbers improve then it will have a much more significant impact because the risk when all of the restrictions were dropped uh, at a time when there was a surge the risk was that the restrictions would have to be reimposed uh, in some form or manner uh, at some point but if these numbers keep going in the right direction then there's no chance of uh, of that happening so uh, it's it's looking very encouraging but i mean we are coming up to 18 months into this uh, pandemic and there's that part of me which just uh, refuses to get too carried away because there's always uh, there's there always seems to be another wave on the horizon yeah, always a sting in the tail, although it's good to end on a positive note. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Craig, thanks very much for joining us this morning. Thank you. This is the Oanda Podcast.